Welcome to Disney Animation Minute Essentials, where we are going through Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs one minute at a time. I'm Andrew Dorowski. And I'm Kestra Dorowski. Today, we have a guest back with us. Welcome back, George. Hey, how's it going? George is from the Mogwai Minute, which is uh, Gremlins, right? Yep. Minute by minute breakdown of Gremlins. Today on the Disney Animation Minute Essentials podcast, we are doing Minute 52, which begins with hands on the screen transforming into old hag's hands and then that's hard to say old hag's hands five times fast no i'm not gonna try (laughs) Uh, new york (laughs) and uh we end this minute zooming in on the hag who knows what's going to happen yes uh so welcome back george thanks thanks for having me glad to have you again my first note on this minute comes very very early in the minute and her left hand just has, like, the nastiest gnarly wart <laughs> ever. I was looking at her knuckles. I was thinking, like, she's got to have the worst arthritis. Like, did she not factor in, you know, joint issues when she was getting older? You know, it was that mummy dust to, to shrivel her skin and everything. <laughs> and she had, I mean, Kestrel and I have mentioned this before. She had lovely hands. Like, they were manicured and everything. Like, the, the fingernails were, were fantastic and smooth. Perfect. Maybe it was the quality of the mummy dust because when she comes down in the very beginning, she started to make the potion. She's got the weird skeletons and bodies hanging everywhere. Mm-hmm. Maybe she got those at like you know a secondhand body store or something, and so it wasn't as quality. So you think they might not all be victims of her? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think she might. Yeah, it seems a lot of window dressing. Hmm. Okay. She's into appearances, so I'd understand that. Uh, but, but man, these hands like it's an amazing transition. Uh, to get these hands where they're all gnarled and and the knuckles are, are huge and the fingers between the knuckles are so thin and kind of withered. And it like they're, the hands are kind of terrifying. Yes. And that wart on the left hand is just the worst. So gross. I like mm-hmm. the little flash of lightning at one point when you can see her sc- her bones underneath. Yeah, the, the skeleton kind of cool. shines through. Yeah. Um, and like I think I misspoke bones. yesterday. I think the potion bubbles and the octopus ink kind of effect are part of this minute um, oh. and not the previous one. Uh, her her hair gets white um, through this transformation. And, and you see that she has black hair, which... But it's like it's like coming out from the the, the cap yes. she was wearing, yeah. which had it all hidden. Yeah, did so she that's put an a little weird. to make her hair fall down or like a detangler or something? Is that why her hair just collapsed? I don't know. Like... It would it would still turn gray even if it were done up. So, yeah, that sequence is a little odd, but it's it's flying around. It's not just turning gray; it's floating around and turning gray. It's that gust of wind to fuel her hate. Mm-hmm. It 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 got in the room and just spun around a bit, mm-hmm. and and then she's transformed, and she she comes out of the transformation with like her arm up over her face. I had to resist from doing it because we're recording, and I can't cover my face. <laughs> <laughs> to the microphone but you know she's got her arm up and she's doing like the dracula like face covering <laughs> thing as she at, yeah as she laughs uh-huh. um and, she... and what's the point of this because is it just so that she can do the reveal of the rest oh, of yeah, her face yeah. so it's yeah. just a cinematic thing yeah yeah we got her shadow on the wall and it kind of like showing the body changing and that sort of thing and you hear the voice changing Yes. Um, I think she's laughing some, and then says, "My voice, my voice." Mm-hmm. 
Uh, do you want to talk about the voice while we're on sure, this one, Kestra? Sure. I know yeah. you've been saving it. Yeah. Um, so the voice it's of the hag is the same voice of the queen. The queen. Um, Lucia Lovern. Un- uncredited. All the voice actors in yes. this, so we have to mention really? them on here. Yes. Oh, that's like I guess it's that 1930s weird, uh, you know, you know, contract for higher work practices they had back then because you would never yeah. have that happen now. Well, the credits for this entire film are like two minutes long, and it's it's <laughs> probably <laughs> less than a hundred names get thrown up, wow. and and we know that there's you know hundreds of people like the the inkers and painters. Yeah, eighty five uh, don't, don't get any. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, the inkers and painters wouldn't have have gotten it. Um, it's just the main animators. Yeah, and main animators background. and backgrounds. For you the got your buck fifty, um, kid. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, and I think it's especially unsettling because most of the inkers and painters were women. No, see, see, and and they had you know, there's you know news footage of the Walt Disney Studios, and they they would say hundreds of women. Mm-hmm. No, I remember seeing that. You mentioned that. I've seen those, and they're all sitting there in their little turtleneck sweaters with their short sleeves and their pencil skirts. Yeah, going away. Yeah, and they were kept in a separate building from the the male yeah, animators. The male, yeah. Um, in case of bear but... attacks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Lu- Lucille Laverne, she they they thought she wasn't going to be able to do the voice. Which uh, voice of, of the hag? Okay, so they got her yeah, and said, boys, get it? you're Let good it for you. the queen. Yes. And, but they... I think Walt knew that she was going to be able to do it, but I think other people were having issues really fully understanding how she was going to do it, because she has this queen's voice, and the hag's supposed to be completely different. Mm-hmm. She So she took a moment um, after they were finished with the queen's voice, right before they were doing the hag's voice. And she went to the bathroom and took her dentures out and came back in <laughs> and did the hag's voice. <laughs> and the uh, people in the uh, studio were like, how'd you, how, how'd you do this? Like they, they had no idea like how on earth she could possibly have done this. Uh, and she's like, I just took my dentures out. <laughs> Like, I'm I mean, she probably leaned into it a bit. Yeah, probably, like, definitely, but that's how she got, got like, the right sound. The right sound and how the hag has a hard time, like, has some kind of lisp at certain points and stuff. Right, there's certain vowels that yes. and, and sounds that can't yes. quite get out, right? She actually, after she transforms, looks a lot like my grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> like... As when I like just noticing it now, it's like yeah, she looks a lot. Even the word on her nose, like almost dead on. And then the no dentures. I feel like they even drew her with no teeth. I'm trying to remember if there, I saw any teeth. Might be one tooth I um, might have seen. Let me. But it see definitely if I can find it in the book. It does definitely, you know, really change. There's one uh, tooth. There's a bottom tooth. It's just poking up underneath out of her gum. But that's the okay. only tooth she has. And. Yeah, it's like it's a great transformation, and I think the voice is crucial to it um, to to make all of that work. Definitely. So they they made a, the right choice when they got uh, Lucille Laverne as the voice actress for this, and I'd say this is probably was... before voice acting, you know, was the sort of gig that it is today. You know, this was the first I mean, yeah. feature length animated feature, so the quality of voice acting today is is 
vastly different from then, but it's so cool to see that there was still this kind of skill. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she had been on both stage and film in many different uh, forms. So she was, you know, a performer. Yes, yeah, that probably she... helped with her voice acting is be able to like transition and project like that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I've done a few stage productions in my time and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, really helpful. It's it's interesting to me how like the audio quality has endured for all of this stuff. Like they weren't using the the same equipment that we have now, but I'd say all the voice acting is great. All the audio mixing is is spot on. Everything sounds fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's I'd be hard pressed to find what has improved in you know the technology of voice acting in eighty years. I'm sure there's a lot of stuff, and maybe if I was listening side by side, um, you know, to Snow White and something else, but it'd be hard for me to say, you know, what's technological versus um, just performance. Yeah. So when the hag, I feel like, think catch, catch myself before I say the queen. Yeah, um, she's the hag. She's now. the hag now. Uh, when she lowers her her hand with the cloak and. Um, I can't remember what she says exactly. That's but... a direct reveal. <laughs> uh, she... <laughs> sorry, I was doing the reveal. I was pantomiming the reveal, and I made Kester laugh. You did a really uh, good job. Really good job. Uh, so um, she she lets it down, and and she says, um, "Now this is a disguise, or, or uh, what a good disguise." Some, yeah, she like that. you know she's satisfied, and and the she, rook, and, and, and yeah, he jumps into the, the skull, skull. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's like terrifying. Yeah, that bird. Which we haven't... I mean, he's been there in this part of the castle. Yes. But it it feels like he almost could have been around the queen the whole time. The way they interact. Do you think he's kind of supposed to be, be like, the... Uh, Proto-animal companion for her? Familiar, like, yeah. Yeah. Like the... Uh, what's his name? Iago? No. To, his, uh, to her Jafar? Uh, well, yeah, but I was thinking Maleficent. Uh, the, oh. Di- Diablo, I think, is his name. I don't know from from Sleeping Beauty. From Sleeping Beauty, Save I couldn't it. say. Yeah, that's another that's another movie. <laughs> yes. But I'd say they probably you know look at this bird and it's like, oh, we never really fleshed that one out. Let's you know make the bird always there. I'd yeah. like to point out though Something that like I feel that. like she went a little heavy on the eyeshadow. She maybe let dial it down a little bit. <laughs> Is that probably a little too much black of night? That's crazy. Uh, yeah, she looks like she's a raccoon at the moment. <laughs> um, her eyes—they're huge. They okay, and they're—they're they're like sticking they're still out. Green, but the the pupils are the so, so small. small. Like there's so much you, white to the eyes. Like it wouldn't be the same eyes, would it? it unless that mummy dust—it shriveled everything back. Maybe. Those eyes are just, just really exposed and really dry. I don't understand that. Like, Well, I don't understand it at all. <laughs> Maybe I, she threw in some chunks of potato peel for some big eyes. When the rook falls into the skull and starts looking, look, mm-hmm. it's a bird, it's got two eyes, why can't both look out? Because when just one's there, I find it unsettling. I find well, it unsettling. Like, he like sticks one eye through one eye, and then he switches to the other one, and then at some point he sticks his beak through the nose hole. Oh, I missed that. Like he does this whole like gag about being in the inside the skull. There it is. Um, okay. And 
So I don't know. Maybe they just didn't know what to do with him once he was in there. I don't know. Um, but also, we've been looking in the background as much as possible at all of the things that she has in that lab. And there's a book in the background that says Formula Mortis. So I think that's a Poisons <laughs> book. Yeah. Probably. Um, I, I it's not a, it's not as fruitful as our inspection of her other bookshelf. But her, her bookshelf was last great. Week was great, and it has like six, six seven or seven books. books. Um, and and we don't know what book she pulls out for the poison apple um, spell, but I think she had one for potion. Let's see, she, she had disguises. disguises. Mm-hmm. And then did she have um, I think, poisons? I think that was one. Let me double check. Poisons or potions, definitely. There's astrology, astrology, black arts, alchemy, witchcraft, black magic, uh, disguises, sorcery, and poisons. So it's probably poisons for the probably, for the apple. Probably because it's a poison apple. Yeah. But she says a special sort of death for one so fair. Yes, and is that when she winks at the bird? I think so. She's, Maybe? she's like getting remember. the book out, and and she's like kind of laughing to herself, like. She seems to be enjoying this more than she's enjoyed anything yes. so far. Yes. Which is interesting. Like her magic, swinging her magic stick around. Mm-hmm. She just likes to get into it. She's really just, you know, someone who loves her hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love that she, like, does this big wink at the bird. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm living this life. <laughs> but... You said when we were watching it, you're like, Snow White doesn't need a special sort of death. Like, you yeah, don't need wouldn't, a special or, death. <laughs> wouldn't ordinary death do for Snow White? Regular death is fine, and she got to get all fancy with it and call it the and, sleeping death, which is technically a coma. Yeah, it's it's not even death death. So these semantics are important, Queen. I mean, regular death was fine whenever you sent the Huntsman. We don't know when that was. Maybe this morning? But now you're like, no, a special no, death. Been... Oh, maybe. We don't know how long it's been. We don't know how been. long. Yeah, it's, right. it's a little unclear. I, I, I was like, Snow White fell asleep, though. And then I was like, wait, no, that was like this, during the day. Yeah, this could just be like midnight of the same day. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But then she, she looks through the spell for the sleeping death, the poison apple. And there's this massive ellipsis at the end. Which, I know she's going to read it, but like, it's so suspicious <laughs> right now. Yes. As she goes through it. Do you have the spell itself, Kestra? I cannot read it here. here let me... That, that is not legible. Let me take a look. But there's the there's the apple with the, like, skull face in the corner, and then it says, Sleeping Death. Again, yeah. a little on the nose, as far as, like, this is what this does. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it, I think it says the the victim of or whoever eats this poison apple. Um, oh goodness, we should have written down Here, the I can pull it the up. full text of it, you know. But it it's it says specifically that they won't be dead, that they'll be sleeping. Yeah, it's the endless sleep. They will never wake up. She yeah. should just call it a comal apple. Yeah, it's it's not. It's, I mean, is it even really poisonous if it doesn't kill them? I mean, I guess making her sick is kind of poisonous, but... I, I mean, we say food really poisoning, that... and that doesn't kill us. Yeah, and that's awful. I think I'd rather just sleep forever than have that. Food poisoning's so bad. 
Oh, you had food poisoning once, and it was... It was so it, bad. It, it was... I mean, it may not have been, like, technically, technically food poisoning. It may have been something else that we still call food poisoning. Uh, but... So, I found... I found it. Okay. What it's is the text the of, picture, of the spell? It says, One taste of the poisoned apple and the victim's eyes will close forever in the sleeping death. And then a huge ellipsis. I mean, <laughs> it's possible that could just mean blindness. It doesn't even say that they'll be incapacitated. But it says sleeping. Yeah, but, I mean, that well, could be semantic. What if she's a light sleeper? She's got to keep taking a bite of the apple just to get some rest. Yeah, I mean, it, it could be a, like a nap spell. Yeah. It's just a sleep aid, just some melatonin. But, it, like, I wish she had turned the page while we were here in this scene. Uh, yes. So we could see what's on the other side of that ellipsis. But we don't get to see it till next week or maybe the week after. Yeah, we still have a while. We'll, we'll see when that happens. Um, but, you know, it, it, when you see an ellipsis like that, it's that's a big but on that But! Page. Like, whosoever... <laughs> take what one one bite of this apple and the victim will close their eyes forever in the sleeping death dot, unless dot. also if yeah. you put an ellipses at the end of a page don't you just put a period and then you flip the page and then you keep going well i think it probably instead of an ellipsis it probably should have been like continued on page so and so yeah or at least a semicolon i love semicolons they're underrated and underused yes uh so i I work at a lab, but I work as a writer for the lab, so I'm all about that linguistic stuff. Uh-huh. And in, in my college courses for editing, uh, we somebody called the semicolon the tuxedo of punctuation. <laughs> it's the fancy punctuation. You only use a semicolon with your pinky up. Right. <laughs> and so, but I, I use so many semicolons, you know, for directions that like, but here's a big like important note the sentence isn't quite done um that's all the notes i have for this minute is there anything we're missing i mean it just zooms in on the queen at the end yeah Yeah. she's she's after she's reading it excited for this and again like the queen is just so deliciously evil in this whole sequence the big eyebrow and then it fades to black all right what next we don't know this is one of the very few times in this film that it like the scene change happens right on the minute as, right. as we change minutes. Uh, it's, it's very unusual, but if that's all we've got for today, then we will leave things until tomorrow. But George, where do people find more of you? Uh, you can find me on the internet. No, at the Mogwai <laughs> minute um, on Twitter, the Mogwai minute on Instagram. Come to our, we have a great Facebook page. Currently, we are currently dissecting the psychological underpinnings of the Peltzer family on our um, Facebook page. And it gets us to some pretty interesting stuff. We, uh, they have some weird stuff going on. So come check us out on the Facebook, the Mogwai Minute on the Facebook and, you know, find us on iTunes. We're on Stitcher, we're on Google Play, we're on all those places. Leave us a review, check us out. It's going to be great. We have fun. And when you're at, on Facebook, finding the Mogwai Minute. Also find our our Facebook group, the Disney Animation Minute Secret Essential Listener Society, or Damsels, uh, where we post links and have comments, and, and you can post a link or a comment to anything uh, that we discuss. And also, please share us with your friends or your family. There's got to be some Disney lovers in your life, and you can make them listen to this instead of tell you about Disney. 
<laughs> but also please join us again tomorrow for more of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, just whistle while you work. Whistle while you work.